Hey there, this is Miss Emma Grace on the campus of Huntington University, and you're listening to Rooted. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes or Google Play. You can find us by searching Forrester Radio Rooted. And you can also catch Rooted every Thursday evening at 7 on 105.5 WQHU. Today I'm sitting down with Dale Gurky, and he is the Indiana Regional Bot Radio Network yeah. Manager yeah. Leader. Um, and you're also a pole vault coach here at yes. Huntington. Um, how did you get involved in HU? Well, as a manager at, at Bot Radio Network, Huntington was one of my clients. So they would buy advertising on our radio station. And the marketing director and the admissions guy, Jeff Bergeron, we became pretty good friends. And so we used to play basketball with the faculty um, here at HU. So I was I was playing and I garden uh, Dr. Clark, Lance Clark. And at the time he says, <laughs> you know, we really would love somebody with practical management, radio management experience, teach this class broadcast management. And I think that was in 2000 and three or 2005. And it just worked out that, um, you know, I, I tried it, I guess it went okay. And they asked me back. So that's, so, so Huntington's been a good advertising client to Bot Radio Network. And um, because we have a format of, of quality Christian talk radio. So our listeners, especially our listeners, children are, are good prospects for the school. Did you always see yourself going into like working with a Christian college and working with a Christian radio station? You know, so the Christian radio station happened. Um, I, w- I went to college at the University of South Carolina and I came to know Christ through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes while I was down there. Then I graduated and, I, and I'm from Leo, Indiana, which is just north of Fort Wayne. And, and so I was coming back home and... Um, I fumbled on this radio station, which is Bot Radio Network. And because I, I was a brand new Christian and I just wanted, I, I was hungry for Bible teaching. And and it was awesome because I was a salesperson. So I was out and about and I just fell in love with the station. I grew so, so much. And I actually called on the radio station. I was selling billboards at the time. Called on the radio station to sell them billboards. And the guy that was there that was managing it, he was like 74. And he was like, Dale, I'm getting ready to retire. Why don't you turn your resume in? And like three months later, <laughs> I, I was hired by Bot Radio Network. So that's that's how I got into radio. I was never ever thought about being in radio, and um, or teaching in college. Although I've always had a passion for teaching, and and um, it's neat how the Lord sort of worked that out. So you said this was a newfound faith when you came into radio, right, and into all of this. How how did you come to faith? Did you grow up in a Christian environment or how did I, that come? You know, I did. I, I was raised in um, a little church in Leo, Indiana, and my mom was a solid Christian lady and lived her faith out in front of me for sure. I certainly would have said, Emma, I'm a Christian. In fact, but my problem was I had a lot of head knowledge, but no heart knowledge, you know. Um, it's kind of crazy how it worked out, but I had a track meet at the University of Florida and my JV football and basketball coach from Leo, Indiana, had taken a job in Gainesville, Florida. And I had found that out. So I called him before we went there for our track meet. And I said, hey, I'm going to be in Gainesville for two two days for the track meet. Um, you need to buy me breakfast. And so this guy was a real solid Christian guy. And so we were having breakfast and he asked me a question. 
He said, Dale, if you were to die today and you were to stand before God and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And I didn't answer it correctly. I said, well, because I try to be a good guy. And, and, and my um, coach said, yeah, that's not going to cut it. That's not how you, you know, none of us can be good enough. And uh, it's only through the grace of God, you have to be born again. And it, it absolutely infuriated me. I didn't want anybody telling me I wasn't a Christian, but deep down inside, I knew that I wasn't. There were guys on my track team that were living it out in front of me and they had the real deal. And I was sort of the guy that sort of kept one foot in and one foot out, you know, and it just felt like he harpooned me with a spear. Um, and what's interesting is, so after that, I had just started during that time being discipled by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So when I got back on campus, I was like, hey, wait a minute. If I die, I think I'm going to hell. <laughs> and so um, I accepted Christ. They led me to the Lord there shortly thereafter. But what's interesting is, is that coach came back to Leo to coach later on. And I was playing in a pickup basketball game with him after I had moved back. And I hadn't told him what he how God had used him in my life. And, and I was like, you like impaled me against the wall. And you uh, really opened my heart. And, uh, and he's like, gosh, Dale, I don't remember it being like that. But I think it was just a presence of, of God's hand being on me that, that, um, you know, all those things, you know, people that were living their faith out in front of me, that I started this Bible study and I started learning God's word and what it really said and what it really meant to be a follower of Christ. And I knew I wasn't living up to that. But so that's, that's, you know, that was like my, I had a red shirt year in there, but it was my fourth year at, at South Carolina. So I had one more year and then, and then I came home and, and fumbled onto the Bot Radio Network. Yeah. So would you say that, so you're a newfound Christian, then you get into bot radio. Would you say you going into bot radio really helped you like form as like a new Christian, but also as like a new Christian, who's also going to be this leader of a company? Yeah. Um, so I was, I worked for almost four years, three and a half years by the time I graduated. And when I took the job with bot, mm -hmm. but I was a huge listener. So I would pack my lunch and I'd stop at a park and listen to the radio just to hear the sermons. And without a doubt, because I was so hungry for great teaching. And, and I think the whole philosophy of leadership and a servant leadership is spoken so clearly or taught so clearly in, in God's word that for sure it helped me, you know, now that it's been, oh my goodness, is today the 15th? 17th. The 17th. Mm -hmm. The 15th was my 25th year. I marked my 25th year at the radio station. So, yeah, without a doubt. So in your leadership position at BOT, um, what kind of ethics and within being a Christian leader have you shaped your view as a leader or how has it changed how you lead? I think in when you're speaking of ethics and companies mm -hmm. that, you know, it's sort of it, the culture is set from the top down. And our corporate office, which is in Kansas City, the owners, the founders of the radio station. When I started, Emma, uh, 25 years ago, there were five stations in the country, bot radio stations, all Bible teaching Christian talk stations. Now there are over 122. So it's grown immensely. And part of the reason is, is that our owners, that they set this culture where of servant leadership, the, the ethics part of it, of of doing the right thing 
um, for the right reasons has always been, for lack of a better term, preached, right? I mean, when you're in a culture like that, it makes it a lot easier. But for sure, um, the the Bible has had a huge influence on the way that I conduct business or how we conduct business in Fort Wayne and our other station in Terre Haute. Are there specific passages or a certain book you focus on in the Bible in regards to leadership? Yeah, you know, my pastor, John Such from Wallen Baptist Church, we used to meet and he challenged me to read a book of uh, a verse in Pro- um, a chapter in Proverbs a day and a chapter in, in, in Psalms. And but the Proverbs, especially, I, I, I didn't stop doing it. I continued to do it. And it's been, I don't know, maybe 20 years. And it just surprises me, you know, the book of wisdom, that whatever I'm going through, it seems like it gets addressed in that chapter. And so, but one of the things that, and this is an example, when I sold billboards, it was basically each location, it was a negotiation. If the business owner was a good negotiator, he got it for a cheaper price than the guy down the street. When I started at Bot Radio um, with the advertising rates, part of my job not only is is the manager but also is is to develop revenue is you know frankly if you're a good negotiator you got a cheaper rate and i started reading in in proverbs where where the lord doesn't like scales that you use that are um, unjust so because back in the day if you went to a uh, someone selling hamburger or whatever and if you wanted a pound of hamburger and if they thought they could get one over on you and and they would put a weight that said a pound but really it was just three quarters of a pound and then they could cheat you. And, but the Lord says he hates that. And so I looked at it as, you know what? I need to sell my product for the same price to everybody. I can give discounts if they buy more or length of time, but that would be offered to everyone. And it was so freeing that um, I thought it was going to be difficult because people like to negotiate. Actually, it's been so freeing because I just say, hey, look, this is it. And I mean, that's just one example. Would you say there is um, specific people in your life that helped shape you as a leader or to maybe HU students who are looking to be in a position that you're in? um, Would you suggest finding that mentor early on? Yeah, for sure. Probably the biggest impact in my life was having a really, really solid mentor. Mm -hmm. And um his, his name was David DeHaze, who, who has since gone to be with the Lord. But David was awesome. He um, um, he was at church, at the same church that I was. And every Wednesday, I had to send him what we were going to talk about Friday morning before work. And we would meet and pray and, and have a Bible study. But it was even more than that. I mean, he wanted me to give him questions about you know, raising my kids and, 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 and doing business. And, um, there was nothing that was off limits that I could, could talk to him about. And the cool thing about him was, and then sometimes it, it hurt my feelings, quite frankly, is he would tell me what I needed to hear, not what he thought I wanted to hear. There are very few people in your life that are like that. And, and so my suggestion to, to the students are always find that mentor, find your Paul, you know, but also have a Timothy in your life, someone that you can also pour your life into. Um, and so you need them, you, you kind of need both of them, but it's, but it's difficult to find that person. But if you're not looking, you know, it, it, you, you won't, you won't find them. So um, for sure, David had a huge impact in my life. I mean, 
he died of cancer. And so he taught me a lot about business and how to live and how to, how to be a follower of Christ in the marketplace and how to share your faith in the marketplace. But he, he also taught me how to die and um, that his passion for the lost was, um, I mean, he would just weep over friends that didn't know the Lord. And, um, I, you know, I just, I, I miss him. And it's mm-hmm. been, I don't know, 10, 15 years, at least 12 years since David and I would meet. What would you say was like the most impactful time from your meetings with David? You know, um, that's a good question. And maybe it was, and I think I even told you this in class, but Mm -hmm. when he was going through um, his cancer, um, he was... um, towards the end, he really wanted the remaining people that he knew in his life, his friends, some of his clients to share the gospel with them. And so he invited them all to his house and he was the, the, the effects of the chemotherapy and the cancer. He was sort of kind of going in and out of consciousness kind of, you know, and, um, his wife had called me earlier the day he, so he set a day up when he invited all these people to come with his house and he just wanted to share the gospel with them. And his wife had called me um, and just said it, you know, asked me if I could come over and help get David around. And, and I was of course glad to, and that she was worried because he just wasn't quite there. And, you know, we have all these people coming over. And so uh, we got him upstairs and, and, and he just, you know, wasn't quite in touch with reality. But the amazing thing is, you know, so I started praying right away and and um, got all the people in there. And, and David started talking about his illness and that he's going to be healed one day, whether it's on this earth or in heaven, and that his confidence was in Christ. And then he shared with them how they can have a relationship with Christ and have mm-hmm. the same confidence that he had right now facing death in the right in the face. And um, man, Emma, it was, I tell you, I just, I had tears in my eyes. I was just weeping. And, um, but it was just a clear, awesome presentation of the gospel. And, you know, the night was over and the people left and, and, um, and got David back in bed and, you know, he, he went right back in the kind of left field and, and it was like, God gave him strength to just get through that moment. And, um, so, so like I said, David taught me so much about life, but he also taught me how, how to die too. And, and um, I'll be ever, ever grateful for him for that. What do you think is like the biggest thing you've learned in your position as a leader? Oh, uh, yeah, that I don't have it all figured out for sure. Um, you know, I, I think the, it seems like the more that I learn, the more that I feel like I have to learn that I want to get better, that, that I want to help more people, um, that I often get in the way of myself, that it's, if, if there is an issue, it's generally some sort of pride that's in me that needs to come out because I, I don't know, the, the older I get, the more that I realize that most of my issues are pride issues that, that I need to confess. So, um, knowledge is great. And you keep growing in knowledge, but I think that our example is Christ as a as a leader, 
and as a servant leader, and we fall so short of that. But um, I think the more we exhibit that, the more our organization can grow and succeed. And what would you say is the hardest thing? You know, I'm I'm kind of sometimes hypercritical of myself. So that also is, I think, sinful because then um, that can keep you from succeeding and helping more people if, you know, if you realize that we are ultimately serving for the king, that we're a child of the king and that Christ died for us and through his blood that we, you know, some of those issues that are, you know, maybe they're head trash issues of, gosh, I hope people don't realize just, you know, I'm not as good as they might think I am or whatever. And um, confess some of those things and and, uh, and move on, and move ahead. What advice would you give HU students preparing to be leaders in the workforce? Yeah, to start, right? I mean, just first to find a mentor, find areas that you can serve. You know, if if um, in the Bible, it talks about if if you serve and um, God will exalt you, right? If you and, and not to be worried so much about exalting yourself, and exalting those people around you. Zig Ziglar said, um, he, he is a quote and said that you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And a lot of people look at that and are like, well, that sounds like kind of manipulative. But really what he's saying is if you serve other people, you will be then lifted up. So your motivation has to be pure, right? I mean, it's never completely pure because of sin, but... Um, I think as a student, if if they put themselves in situations where where they can serve and lead, because the two are really synonymous, right? I mean, they both work together. You know, they they will create habits of good leadership. Then, lastly, how can we pray for you as a leader here at Forrester Radio? Well, I love Forrester Radio. You guys do an awesome job, and the students here are the reason. I keep coming back and it's the reason I wanted my own kids to come here. So, um, I mean, it's not that it's a, not a great academic school because it is, it's not that there isn't great people here because it is, but the students are the awesome. So, um, I think, um, you know, just prayer for wisdom, you know, pray that I'm a good dad and a good husband and a good employee that, um, my walk, and my talk match, I think that's kind of the bottom line. Thank you, Dale, for joining me on this episode of Rooted. And thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on iTunes and Google Play. And remember, you can listen to Forrester Radio over the air in Huntington on 105.5 WQHU or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Stay Rooted, HU.